Hey, turn my headphones up. Turn your headphones up. Turn my headphones up. All right, Diddy. A, a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Where my headphones bow, at? Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> oh, man, that beat is fire. Oh, man. That's nice. Like I said, you got to be here with us when we start these shows, man. man. I'm, I always like, the, this is a 100 show, man. I'm trying to tell you, like, there's so many things people try to put on with their shows and, <laughs> and you know, act certain ways. That ain't us. <laughs> this could be the Man, realest show you ever. Natural. Like, be honest with you. We were just in here recording for a few minutes, <laughs> and we forgot the press record. <laughs> we had a good ass show, y'all. Should have heard. <laughs> Probably the best show we ever had, <laughs> but nobody got it. So, anyhow, we're here. And we are here. One of them weeks, man. Like I said, um, it was a week, brother. I need this. I need this conversation. Yeah. The cocktails. My brother's drinking his mocktails. Yeah, yeah. Water. It is. Uh, water to wine. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Served by Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, y'all going to see that. I'm going to take me a picture with Jesus throwing the water and the wine. Y'all going to be like, this dude here. This mother skunk. Right? Blessed. <laughs> what did he say? Don't keep the party going. <laughs> So we out here. Um, yeah, man, we out here. Um, first off, I want to thank our producers for putting up with me and my foolishness. Man, look, <laughs> they they hold it. They stay down. Man. Oh, they stay down. Down like four yeah, flight tires in a Cadillac, as they say. <laughs> my homies, uh, I pissed them off this week, but they be out. <laughs> we out here. We out here. Like they think love. we bullshit on party. Like <laughs> you should see the faces in here. It's like emojis. <laughs> you can cut the tension in this mug. I'm telling you, with a bro. with a butter knife. You don't even need a sharp knife. Just a butter. Like uh, man, this is just a lot going on in here. But they might want to open the door. So we here. here? <laughs> Take off all your clothes. <sighs> so um, we cheer. Yeah, we cheer. Um, today's conversation is a mixture of, I guess it's all it's always reality with us. Oh yeah, but this is like uh, some levity and with the reality, I guess a little bit of laughter. Yeah, yeah. We we just want to remind y'all of the times. You know, do you remember the time? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it ain't six look, seconds, producer. Look, I remember. I remember. I remember when I had that do rag, man. I ain't have not one wave, bro. I ain't have a ripple. You have a ripple, <laughs> but guy. I stay with the do rag. I remember to go with that do rag. Remember that orange can, a super girl, whatever. <laughs> Everybody wore it, man. It made your hair just feel like paste. It was stuck man, and still, but you ain't do nothing with it. Your hair is still. Couldn't form a wave to save your life. Man, look. Couldn't form a wave to be in, and you was in the <laughs> ocean, just just blank. Yeah. Some of y'all remember, that was right by the time one of y'all, y'all, y'all used to be no limit soldiers. I remember. <laughs> I remember y'all was there. <laughs> and you remember you walking around, you know, with that baby fat coat holding up, uh, covering up their pregnancy too? <laughs> Everybody knew that one. Everybody yeah. knew that. You might have been that one. Yeah, you know, walking around. <laughs> why is her coat always zipped up? 
And my phone, <laughs> disrespectful right there. You remember them Nokia's? <laughs> my phones. But, oh, man. Snake. Remember, remember Snake? Right, 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 right. That damn Nokia phone would outlast any phone that we Look, have on that battery. Got one in a drawer right now, and that shit still got seventy five percent battery. <laughs> Our producer, the same white Nokia, oh, got it's a the blue, blue one. And blue then blue. after that was the Emerson one yep. that came with the black one. I had right after that. So I'm like, man, I remember that. That's Thomas Edison's version of the phone, man, like the, the like the light bulb. It just goes on forever. I remember. Do y'all remember when you thought you was gonna be somebody else? Oh man, brother. And that reality hit your ass. <laughs> Did you not? <laughs> I'm gonna be the next Michael Jordan when I grow up. Bro, we were gonna be Drew Hill here. Oh, 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 we, no, no. we was Drew Hill. Oh no, we were boys the men. Oh. Remember when they came out? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, what's the one? Um not after seven, the one ooh. Oh, man. Oh, was that shy? Yes. Yes. Man, look. Everybody look. walking around the school making the acapella <laughs> songs, singing. And uh, you listen to this song. I'm talking to you directly because you was probably one of them. Yep. Even if you couldn't sing, you were trying to jump in somebody's choir session. Ooh. <laughs> and they always had the, the short friend with the light voice to hit, my friend. <laughs> you <would go> jump in. <laughs> You go jump in there. Everybody got to get that part. Oh man! And then we came in the boys to men. Man, look. Uh, Motown Philly eating chicken. <laughs> oh man! man that, look, it, it's, I it, the nostalgia that we go off nowadays is just dope. Now we're getting younger. I ain't getting old. I'm getting young. Oh, okay, I claim it. Okay, I'll get mature. <laughs> um, so as we're getting um, older and we're looking at things, it's just like, bruh, the things we took for granted back then. Oh, yeah. Like cartoons on Saturday mornings. Hell, like no bills. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one right there. <laughs> really took that shit for granted. They ain't tell her, I want to be grown. They ain't tell the bills don't stop. <laughs> bills, bills never go. This is a never ending story right here. Man, what you talking about? Trey, you. You <laughs> used to sing, can you pay my bill? And I'm we like, can you can you pay my bill? <laughs> can I pay can my bills? Bill? <laughs> Let me hold some <laughs> till Friday. <laughs> Can we put that past due? Yeah, oh, can, can, what is that? Uh, can we work something out? What's that? What's that thing? Put something know. on it. Yeah, put something on this bill. If we work out a payment arrangement, payment arrangement. That's what it was. Yeah, you know, and you know, the payment arrangement that saves your life most times. Yeah, look, I mean, if you I'm sitting up here trying payments. to act like you don't know what we're talking about, get your bougie behind you off. Know. This. You know. You was calling somebody a scrub? <laughs> oh, man, you know, I'll jump off that. So I remember when I was in college, right? Uh-huh. All my partners got our cars at different points. But everybody by junior year had their car. It was dope. I enjoyed it. We weren't supposed to have them, so some of our stuff was off campus. Anybody went to these colleges and these backwood towns, know what that is? Uh-huh. When you can't have your car, you got to <laughs> sneak it off, leave it off campus at somebody's house. Parking in the store lot somewhere and pray they don't get told. All these different things. So, yeah, uh, we had that. And I, and I would always, but everybody carried their keys. And I always wanted to be, I drove when we went out those evenings in the club. And I always wanted to be like, somebody pull up, y'all scrubs, because y'all in the back seat. I want to be like, everybody pull your keys out. <laughs> Ain't no scrubs in this car. Y'all full of scrubs over there. But 
Never had the opportunity to do it, Man, unfortunately. Look, I used to drive around and I had a new Cadillac. You know what I'm saying? I had the SUV Cadillac I used to drive. And they used to be like, oh, you look nice. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. My mama called me. <laughs> <laughs> my mama yeah, and them, mama. baby. My mama and them. <laughs> she living good. <laughs> I, uh, the one Cadillac I drove, I was flossing, uh, and it was, uh, I want to say, it was my son's mother's, I want to say her friend's, because her brother took it to prom. Uh-huh. It was a pink Fleetwood DeVille, Fleetwood, whatever. It was a big, long one. And I think it was like a 90 version of it. That mug was nice. It was sitting on 20s. Oh, man. Had a sound system in it. And um, I think it was David Banner's song, Pretty Pink. Was I, used to, I, I wrote the Pretty Pink in that car. It was just a beautiful... Yeah, just anyhow, man. Just nostalgia. Just just throwback <laughs> memories of things. You're like, yeah, man, I remember doing this. I remember that. But we here now. Yeah. We and here. used to bees don't make no honey. <laughs> That's the truth. That's it. So all those things that happened back then, how are they helping us now? Yeah. How do they measure up? I, I, I yeah, you know, like <clears throat> we we fought, we started this conversation before because it was more of like. Growing up, you remember when you used to think that by the time you were 40, 30, yeah, 30. you would be rich. Yeah. Bold. I had my own house, two cars. I ain't worried about the girlfriend or the wife. It's just the girlfriend or just Man. I got my own doing well. Or the female thought she'd be uh, living the lap of luxury with Louis Vuitton bags and Man. red bottom Birkin shoes and everything else. And now you hit 30, you're like, what the hell? That 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 cost. That co- <laughs> what was I? Th- but you know, even with the cost, some of us are still. Yeah. Like the thing about Atlanta, I love our city. But this is the much one of the biggest flossing cities at times. Oh, yeah. We are in debt to ratio income. We are in the top five or ten, I think, always have been for at least the least. Five to ten years we've been in that oh, yeah. category of people living beyond their means. I mean, yeah. when I was working in the bank, um, and this sister would come down, and she was like an executive or something, executive assistant, whatever. Because I was working at the, the main regional branch. And she would come down, and she would be paying her house note. Yeah. Her house note was like 3000 a month. Back then. Right. This is like 2010-ish. Back then. Right. And I After remember the crash. Right. <laughs> I remember asking her one day, I was like, what the world? She was like, yeah, this is why I work. She said, because if I miss this, because uh, she literally took her one check yeah. and that paid the note on the house. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man, if you mess up a check, you messed up. And she said, that's why I'm always working. I always knew she was working. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're working just to live, yeah. which we're supposed to anyhow. But you're slaving. You're slaving right now, yeah. partner. It's tall. And it's just, I don't know, just, just all the thoughts that we used to have. Yeah, and the way you 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 thought it was going to be this way, and you remember, oh, man, I was going to do X, Y, and Z, but you got to have a plan for that. That's where we're going, brother. And, you know, the, the crazy part is a lot of people have, they have an aspiration. 
Ooh. And you know what? I'm going to be, the, but they have no plan. And the other thing is, on the way, you know, uh, shout out to uh, Dr. Sadiq. He said, it's not about the destination, it's the journey. Oh, come on, brother. We got to enjoy the journey. Because one thing I learned is on the journey, on the way, what you've what a journey will do is check your dream. It will check your your reality or your goal. Because a lot of us get on that journey. You're like, I'm not enjoying myself. You know, this is not really what I want to do. What am I doing this for? And if your why is not strong, then your what is never going to happen. <laughs> you know? And yeah, that, yeah. I'm agree with you, brother. It's, just, <laughs> just, it, it's yeah. one of those things when you, <clears throat> when you really are in tune with yourself. Mm. Really, it's that gut check. Because you're not the same person that you were back in the day. You ain't no no limit soldier no more. Right, right. You got plenty right. limitations now, bro. <laughs> Use a limited foliage at this point. Like I'm good. I'm forty years. It's, yeah, it's no. eight o'clock. Mm-mm, time to go. You can't party like you used to. But the thing is, in on the journey on the way there, your your wise changed. Like you got a family now. Yes, sir. You know what I mean. Um, you have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, what you want to do will either enhance that, or it will weaken you. And the thing is, I think in the word it says that uh, if you uh, like falter or or, or waver during adversity, then your faith ain't strong enough. And so that's one thing that we have to really check is what is our faith? What do we have faith in? Because a lot of us wanted things and it went for us. You know what I mean? You want to be a rapper and then you just now figuring out you can't rap. <laughs> you know, a lot of us have neglected those things. We 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 going back to uh, the person that we used to be. And then you're like, man, you realize you're a child, you know, and you had no idea what you were asking for because you quit asking for what you wanted and you started asking for what other people wanted. And you adopted that as yours. Well, really... You would have been better at this, or you would have been better at that. And a lot of us get that gut check, you know? And one thing that I've learned is in your pursuit of something real, all it takes is a seed to be planted. And I ain't talking about a positive seed. Sometimes somebody comes to you, you think you're really ready for that? Throw you off balance. You, you, you think you can handle that? And that that seed, if you have doubt in you, that doubt, will start nourishing that negative seed. And I might not be able to handle this. I think I might be on the wrong path. I don't even think this is all worth it. But that's why you have to be resilient. That's why you have to be solid in who you are. So when you envision that life, when you envision that thing, first of all, it's got to be your vision. You know what I mean? It got to be something that that God gave you, something that 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 really is what you want. And then, you know, that that I remember when I used to think becomes, man, I actually did it. I remember when this used to be a dream because a lot of us don't give credit to the stuff that we have done. You know, people, I, I'm not, let me say this before I even get into that. Disclaimer, I'm not saying anything in my first. This is a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> about the Brother Siddiqui's comment, because I hear people say a lot of time, it's not the destination, it's the journey. I wholeheartedly agree with that one for the most part. Always, but I also think it is the destination. Mm-hmm. Because 
the destination is where you're going. Mm -hmm. You need to enjoy the journey to the destination. Oh, yeah. Because the journey, like you said, it defines who you are. Mm -hmm. Because if you took away all the things that got you to the point you are here today, you wouldn't be the same person no more. That's true. So at some point you got to, you know, again, we speak facts and stuff over here. So a person who's been abused in their life, a person who's got, you know, abused, period, molested and whatever else, at some point that changed them. Yeah. Right then and then it took another moment where they changed again. Like we said a few shows back when we were talking about when I was sitting in a about to code out and the four the four parts of um of uh recognizing with God and the first part being um I don't know the four parts anymore at this point, but the last part being no the last two being accepting God for what it is and then just let your will be done. Mm -hmm. And when you accept it, <laughs> you start to move on the path that's for you. That's true. And not, okay, this is what I want to do. Okay, nah, God, this is what you want me to do. Mm -hmm. And as as Muslims, we're taught, and not just Muslims, a lot of people, you give your children a guidance in life of what they need to do. Yeah. It's not that they have to be that. Like my mother and father told us growing up, my sons would be doctors and my daughter would be a lawyer. It was not the end all of what we had to do, but it was to put us on a road to higher achievement. Yeah. Now, along the road, we busted up a lot of times. <laughs> I didn't become the doctor. I, when I was 18 years old, I mean, I was taking classes over at Morehouse in high school. And, um, and right before I went to college, my father just asked me, son, what do you want to be? He said, do you want to be a doctor? I said, no. <laughs> no, not at all. I want to be a fashion designer or something. And he was like, all right, well, that's probably, that's good. But don't be the fashion designer because you always be working with somebody. Go learn business. Then go back and get your fashion line and then do what you want to do. Boom. But what it did was put me on the journey to become better. Yeah. But most of us don't get on this damn journey because we don't have a destination. Mm. And then this develops to where we are now with the remembering when, mm -hmm. but you remember when, but you didn't change it. Yeah. So you have the, des you have the destination, but along the, the ride, things change. Like you said, you come, you get children. So you can't go be hot girl summer no more. Nah. You sit your behind down. Well, you have winner after that. It's gonna be his knees. Right, right, right. <laughs> you you have um, you get into an accident, and it mm -hmm. messes up your knee, so you can't go play basketball no more. Mm -hmm. So now, what do you do? You don't sit around and used to bees don't make no honey. I remember when I did this, and I was in college, and I did all this. You now have to adjust. Yeah. Rearrange the picture to something better for you and keep moving. I'm telling you. But most of us ain't rearranging these pictures. Yeah. And this is what's going on when we talk about mental health nowadays. I'm kind of segueing into some other stuff, I guess. But, you know, I, again, I'm going to have one of these 100 conversations real quick. So this week was a rough week for me. Um, I told my brother a few minutes before I got on the show that um, I think everything hit me at one point this week. Life, 
children, relationships, financials, business, doing everything, and it just hits you. And I sat, and my then my sister called me mm-hmm. because her tire got a flat, and I had just got home a few hours before, and I was tired. But it's like nine o'clock in the morning. My sister, I gotta get, I gotta get little man to school, and I gotta do this, I gotta do that. I know you sleep, bro, but can you come help 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 me out? All right, cool. I got a little air thing in the car, so I went down there and gave it the air thing. Mm-hmm. And then five minutes after that, I was about to leave, but I had a conference call for a court appearance for some business mm-hmm. that went wrong. Just, this is reality you didn't right tell here. him, man, you're going to jail, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me put that book out there. <laughs> nah, a court uh, for a contract that had went wrong. Mm. And I was having to fig- rearrange this and, you know, make payment plans and shit like that. <laughs> All that stuff is like, and it just hit me. And I sat in my sister's driveway and fucking cried. Yeah. And I haven't cried since coding out. Yeah. <laughs> and before coding out, almost, I hadn't cried in damn near a year. Actually, nope. I had a, I had a bad situation. Sorry, I forgot about that one. I, I'm heartbroken and uh, whatever the brandy song is, broken hearted. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that, but, again, but it happens, man. Though. It happens, and that's a lesson I want to. God, man, God taught me a lesson on that one. So I sat there and cried. But it happened some years in between all the stuff that I've been crying. But at the point of me sitting down, breaking down, and crying. And I couldn't enjoy the damn breakdown because my phone ringing business kept going. <laughs> there it is. Then you got to straighten up. You got to shake it off and keep yep. moving. But this is going, and I'm moving towards where I'm at right now, is mental health. That's true. For all of us. Mm-hmm. Because this is the reason why society is, is what it is right now, man. Yeah. We are not handling it properly. We are not figuring out what... Let's do reality. What the fuck is wrong with us? Yeah. Yeah. And and one thing about having a great mental health is that we have to remember that we don't have the society that we used to. We had tribes. We had elders. We had a lot more moral standards. We had a lot more things that you could pull from. Mm-hmm. And society was a lot more simple. And with all the things and obligations, see, the thing is, it's just like what they say, much responsibility, much is required. Right, right, right. And the thing is, all of us men get to the point where we have to give things to God. Mm. And I love it, it. You know, I remember seeing Macho Man on, uh, what was that, like, Arsenio Hall. Macho And he asked him, does Macho Man cry? It's like, yeah, he cry. You know, this is Macho, big, big guy. You know what I mean? But, you know, all men cry. And the thing is, we have to learn to give things up to God. When we don't do those things, when we don't have our time periods where we can be vulnerable, sometimes it's just us and God. It is. And a lot of us are not comfortable giving that up. And what happens is when you don't put things into his hands, it shortens our life. Well, a lot of guys, when they have those heart attacks, 
when they have those strokes and they don't know how to give things over to the to God. Because you can only do so much. You can do so much, but you can only do so much. That is it. And that's the thing. When we learn to say, look, you take it as far as you can. And whatever you can't do, he'll do the rest. And that's the period where we like, okay, well, let the chips fall where they may. I've done everything. And the thing about it, I had to learn that myself was to get help. And for those of y'all who don't know, I'm a veteran as well. And um, I've gone to mental health counseling and I still do. And a lot of us are putting on things, burdens on ourselves unnecessarily. And we don't realize that God has people in place for that. You're looking for the miracle, but he's already made it happen. That's why he has professionals. To, so we can understand what's going on in our minds. We have people in place, but a lot of us, especially as men, don't know who to get help from, when to get help, and how to give up that thing. And so it'd be a learning lesson. It's like, man, well, what? And God be like, well, I'm waiting on you. I've been right here. Right. You, you've taken it. Give, give it to me. He says that take on my yoke. My yoke, my burden. My is yoke light. is light. Yeah. But like you said, the, the 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 pertinent or the, the the quintessential word, my mm-hmm. my, mm-hmm. and too many of us are taking on the burden of others yep. and the world, <laughs> and I'm looking at mm-hmm. and these false ide- uh, ideologies, but false ideas of what reality is supposed to be. Like that come from that. Remember when? Right. You thought that you was going to be this thing. You're trying to measure up to something that was imaginary. A lot of us imagine this superhero, macho man, rock star rapper, and we're trying to live up to something that wasn't real. That's never been real. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? But, you know, and a lot of us, you said something taking on your burden. Now, this shout out to uh, my brother. My uh, my youngest brother, Terrence, the hitman, hard bro. But he said something like this. You know, I was taking on they at one of one of my uh, commands. They used to call me Atlas because I had the world on my shoulders. I was carrying everybody's burden. And my brother, Terrence, he said, Tim, you're carrying everybody on your back, but you got broken legs. You got to heal yourself and be able to stand up on your own. Build yourself to the point where you can carry yourself and others. And then, then you have the ability to carry someone else. When you have the strength to do more than you can for yourself. And that was something I was always trying to help somebody before I was able to help myself. When really, we need to help ourselves first. And a true friend, someone who actually cares about you, when you're wanting to make this venture and we're going in the direction, the people who really love you will ask you, wait, is that what you really want to do? Right. Like your father said, hey, is that what, for me, that was my sister. I know you want to go to uh, go to college, but why haven't you looked at what you want to do? Let, let's go to our institute. Right. Let's go. Let's go here. You you interested in doing something with your craft? Let's let's go here. Let's go there. Let's look at some places. And some of us have that thing, and we're taking on way too much. You oh, know, okay. yours. This is your lot. Take on your lot. 
you know, everyone else, well, their problems will be their problems. I had a really good friend of mine say, you know what, if you didn't have my help, what would you do? And a lot of people will come to, especially if you're used to being in a big brother role or a father role or a leadership role, everyone comes to you for help. But as a leader, it's lonely at the top because when you need help, people are looking at you as if you're superhuman, like you never have a bad day, like you never need help. They, they, you're always the one giving money, giving advice, uh, you know, giving folks a place to stay, a job opportunity. But then when your night comes, who's going to be the shining light for you? You know, so. when it's your dark day. When do and we have to understand, especially those of us who are leaders, that it's okay to have a vulnerable moment. It's okay to sit your black ass down. <laughs> it's okay to take a break, take a vacation, take some. It's okay. That job is gonna be there. It is. And if you don't take it, well, y'all should see our producer, right? Yeah, she said I'm about to pass the collection right, plate. Right, 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 right. <laughs> we need but those honestly, collections. We, we we look at. Look at some of our celebrities. Look at Jamie Foxx right now, yeah, brother. Got sick. They got sick, and they had a few days left. And I understand it's been it's been a it was a while with them waiting, but instead of them waiting for the brother to get well, they just they said, gotta, "You know what? We're gonna get a, the, going. a, 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 a replacement and finish this out." Yeah. Same thing with Red Fox. Yeah, I, I'm I'm saying it wrong, I think, but the man kind of passed out, died on set, and the producers kind of walked over him while he was still on set and was, like, trying to find a replacement to keep everything going. Like, as we said in another show, life keeps going. Life keeps life. It doesn't stop one millisecond. Yeah. Just because something happens to you. Yep. So you have to learn. To, it's like, shout out to Temple again. I, I love that sister. She always puts things in perspective. Oh, yeah. And I start talking with her and she be, life is life. And then she be like, well, when's the last time you life for yourself, brother? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like Punched in the chest. Right. right. <laughs> like, you sit up here helping everyone else, like you said. But I like how your brother put the perspective of a broken leg. You're carrying the world on your back. You ain't made to be Superman. You ain't God. Mm-hmm. My, my friends <laughs> used to be like, you said you damn Captain save a <laughs> And you always trying to help everybody. But these folks are helping you. Don't save her. You don't want to be <laughs> saved. But even, but that, that's and I ain't talking about we, women when I said that. I'm talking about but people. But it's really but, people. Yeah, it's people. A man. lot of us are saving people who honestly, don't they don't. want to be saved. They really don't. Or we're putting on too much we're, and we're not allowing ourselves to actually be human. And it takes for those moments. And I'm glad that we are in this day and age because especially men, men are killing themselves out there. They're really checking out and they look just as happy on the inside. Like uh, the brother from Ellen. Yeah. Stitch. Uh, Stitch. Um, Robin Williams. Um, what's his name? Um, the guy who uh, was a Green Power Ranger. Uh, Frank. Um, he committed suicide. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times we're looking at these people who we <laughs> looking at as our heroes. Listen, man, you just made me think about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Ranger with that knife, yeah. baby. It, it just when 
when you look at these people who we look at it, oh, well, they're God amongst men. No, it's God is among us, but we're not the gods. We, we have a human body and we have a human experience and it is our obligation to take care of ourselves. And if the mind ain't right, it don't matter what's going on with the body. It don't matter what's going on with your finances. It don't matter what's going on with your spouse or your children or how good they live in it, how good your business is doing. If, if your mind is sick and the body is tired, you need rest. You need it. And, you know, a lot of times we'll say, well, when you're tired, your body will let you know. Yeah, but a lot of let times, you know along the way, too. Our mind. Our mind. Because we feel so enamored. We feel so obligated to be the best in our field or to be that, that strong, powerful person. You know, our producer said something that I never thought put in consideration. What she said? She said she hated the term strong black woman. Because it indicates that you don't need help, that you're not human. Man. And when I look at people say, well, black girl magic and I'm this and I'm that. But the thing is, it dehumanizes you. And you look at, when we look at our partners, a lot of us can recognize that someone else needs help. When do we recognize that about ourselves? What what are the signs? When you, I tell you the signs, because I shows that when you starting to gray a little bit more, when you're not sleeping and you're jumping up before your, you know, a lot of us jump up before our alarm, but when you, yep. you can't remember the last time you had a vacation, when you can't remember when things were going. And a lot of times it's time to, Hey, take a break. I go ahead and step for that because that's, 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 that's true. You say, how do we recognize when we need to just break? Yeah. Like you said, your mind and body will actually tell you mm-hmm. too often. God speaks to you in your own voice. As it says, he's closer to you than your juggler vein. Mm-hmm. And a juggler vein is your lifeline. But inside of you is God. Even like our other show, God is with you, but are you with him? Mm-hmm. So God will always send things. Even when you're trying to quiet him out, he will tell you, hey, you need to stop. Mm-hmm. Go to sleep. Don't drink that. Like, you'll get ready to drink a soda, and your mind will tell you, mm, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I need to get some water. And you'll still ignore it. God, along the way of you getting to the point, because a breakdown like I had the other day is very small, and it's only the way. That's just me, because I have been ignoring life so much mm-hmm. that... It was hitting me, and all in one week, it everything hit me within a two-day span of, you got to do this. Mm-hmm. Take care of this. This is coming. And I just didn't feel like dealing with it. But along the way, my mind was telling me, hey, Yusuf, you need to go handle this. Hey, Yusuf, this is coming up. Handle it. But what do we do? Procrastination. Yeah. Procrastination does not lead to destination. Procrastination does not get anything done because, like I always say, that procrastination to me is like you having this dirty pile in your house, and instead of you just taking the thing and cleaning it up, you'll sweep it under the rug, you throw the stuff in the closet and close the closet real quick. But what happens if you keep doing it after a while? You have this big 
humping your rug. <laughs> you have this bulge in your closet door. And then yeah. what happens? One day, everything just falls out. Yeah. Everything comes from under the rug. And now you're forced to deal with a bigger mess than what you had before because now you have to deal with this. Yeah. You can't just push it back because it won't fit no more. Yeah. You have to now deal with this. And it's at that point is when the mental breakdown comes down for all of us. Mm -hmm. And you have to make a do or die decision. And a do or die decision is that a lot of us run from it. Mm -hmm. This is why we have so many suicides at this point too. Because life is lifing on a different level for us. This is the equivalent to me of the recession and the Great Depression of 1932. But this is a bigger version we're about to walk into. Yeah. Because 1930, the 1930s allowed you to be separate. Yeah. And what you dealt with, you dealt with by yourself. But you could confine and deal with you. It's like going, I won't say into a boxing match, but it is. In a boxing match, is one-on-one. So I can deal with this, me and you. I can just take this. Mm-hmm. But now you're going into, like, it, man. You're getting jumped. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting jumped by everything because you put everything out there in the yeah. world. And and you have so many more things that you can deal with. Back in the 30s, you just had a job, a home. You may have a girlfriend, whatever you did. Actually, but you didn't have... Clubs, jobs, school, social media, social media, TV, bills, this, entertainment, all, all these new entities and amenities that you now add on to your life. But at the same time, as much as you're taking in, you're giving out. Yeah. And you're not recharging your own battery. Mm-hmm. And if you're not recharging your own battery and you just keep depleting yourself, what happens? You're a dead battery. It was a dead battery. Dead and battery. if you become a depleted battery, what is your use? Exactly. And most of us have not found a way. And this is, I, I know this is a different kind of show for us today. Yeah. But this is just grown men having a conversation. And if you like the show today or not, hey, next week will be something different. <laughs> Go ahead and subscribe to this. <laughs> Please subscribe. <laughs> but um, the thing about the depletion uh, is that, and I love this show because my brother is not a pastor. What did you say you were? I was a minister. A minister, because you ain't got your own flock. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I minister to you in the heartbeat. All right, I think, same I think way. that we all do. We all, and that's one thing that we, I, I want you to hold your talk. Go ahead, brother. Don't hold on to it like a little, little baby. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to ministry, your life is a ministry to somebody. Mm, oh. You know, uh, a lot of people, well, I, I did, look, whoever that God calls, he calls you through whatever you do. A lot of, you know, it's people who will share Bible verses all day, but they mistreat people. Mm. You know, they, they life not speaking on anything. So they inspirational on paper, but in person. It's just garbage. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's like, come on, let, let your life speak. In some way. But go ahead and finish your thought. I was just saying I like the show because we're two two different kinds in some ways, you know. You being Christian, me being Muslim, nation of Islam in particular, and our different mindset at the same time, we are also aligned. Yeah. And this allows everyone to see the aligning. 
But at the same time, what it also is showing that it's a spiritual adjustment that's needed in everyone's life. Oh, yeah. You can't get around God. Yeah. And too many of us are ignoring him. We don't have any type of connection with him. Yeah. And we think it's just a one-person type thing. And it's really not, especially when you're a female. I'm talking particularly my sisters who can give birth, women. Women. (laughs) Is that when you are giving a seed to germinate and grow inside of you to develop a new life, your connection with God should be the strongest in that moment than any other thing in your life, brother. Or sister, excuse me, at this point. Because you are... (sighs) Your brain is the etch-a-sketch that creates the mind pattern of this baby. Whatever you're watching, talking about, being around, atmosphere, whatever, you're creating this for your child. And this is what I tell sisters on different levels again. Let me run. Real quick, my brother. <laughs> okay, so I'm right. I got I got my uh, my harachis on today. <laughs> so I can go a little bit longer. Um so the first part is my sisters that when you are again, we're still on the same thing. Remember the time when, because remember the time you was a baby, you sit up acting like, "Ooh, we gonna play house. We gonna do this." <laughs> now you, now you're not no longer playing house. You're yeah. at house. Yep. But in the fact of you playing house and now being house, is that what was your plan with the house? Yeah. You got with this dude. You ain't like him. You thought it was a nice booty call that night, yeah. <laughs> and it turned out to be a long haul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now the long haul is here. Minister, Minister Farrakhan was talking about that one lecture recently. He was talking about how when a sister has a seed by a man she doesn't like, it's very crucial in the development because her hate for the man is also being put into the damn child. Yeah. Her dislike for the man is also being reflected because she don't really like the fact that she's carrying this dude's seed. Yeah. And, and the baby taking in all the that. baby taking in all of this. So now when we look at society, you have all these hateful little babies walking around from what's a bunch of single women. Mm-hmm. And the single women were not, well, they got in a relationship and divorced. It was just, it was happened one night type thing. Yeah. So the society is the reflection of the woman. What are we doing? And if we're not getting this right, it goes again when you get older in another situation. My sister's with the single boys. I tell this the other day that you are perpetuating or recreating the same BS that you hate in men nowadays. You're now recreating it with your son. Mm-hmm. So your daughter is going to have to deal with the same group of men that you're hating now when she gets older because your sons and your nephews are doing the same thing that you hate the little boy, these yeah. grown men. So remember when then to the development of where we are now, what are we doing? What's the gap that's missing between us two? How are we changing these things? Well, let's talk about some solutions. Ah, there we go. The first thing that we have to do is we have to get connected. We have to get connected with God and whatever religion that you are, like we're Christian and Muslim, but you may be Buddhist you may be whatever it is, but you cannot do it on your own. I don't care who you are. Yeah, you can't do it on your own. Say that again. And so a lot of people have lost that connection. And 
it, it doesn't have to be through a religion because the religion establishes what we call uh, the, those moral standards, whatever it is to get you where you need to be. So, you, trust me, you're going to find the truth. Trust me, if you ask for it, <laughs> that's one of the most dangerous prayers that you can do. It, it's a dangerous prayer and it's a powerful prayer. I dare you to ask for the truth. And when the truth come knocking, here's the thing. Truth don't care who mouth it come out of. That at all, brother. It don't care how. And when you see truth, nothing else measures up to truth. As soon as you hear it. And the other thing is, let's talk about some other solutions. It is okay to go and see a therapist. Brother. It's more than, it's paramount that you see a therapist. Some of us don't have parents. Some of us don't have friends. It's like hiring the best friend slash parent slash whoever it is that you can that you can see. And it's plenty of programs out there. If you can't afford it, there are programs you can jump on 411 and they can show you programs that can go by your income or free. You know, I'm, I'm dropping jewels here. You know, you have to take care of your mental health. Man, I was looking for some coins. I'm gonna drop on the table. Man, look, I, I want some seasoning. We going where are seasoning at? But you know, look, <laughs> <laughs> got some water on you. You know, look, some, some of sauce. us, we, we 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 can talk about the issues all day, but we have to have a way to. Now that we know what your issue is, the first thing is, like you said, you listen to what God put inside of you. A lot of us are ignoring that. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And some people don't like that word sheep. Well, I'm not a sheep. Well, wolf, a, a dog, a cat, a divine being, or whatever you want, creature of life, you have something talking to you. You are a sheep. You Quit know? BSing with yourself. Look <laughs> at what the sheep represented. Exactly. A flock, a following, one who's being guided by an individual. Wolf is a pack. Exactly. You just run with a group of people because y'all don't like mine. You want a bunch of idiots. (laughs) You know, it's funny because people will, the brain is very intelligent. Because when people are, when they know they're about to hear the truth and they want to avoid it, they will find all types of interesting ways to either get offended. That's it. Or to feel like they know everything. That's it. Or I already understand it. If you understood the answer, you wouldn't be listening to this. If you understood the answer, you wouldn't be in the situation that you're in right now either. And the thing is, you may be prepared for what you're going through now, but there's another step. You still got life to live. So the other thing is recognizing that voice, listening to it, and taking the actions. Some of us don't know enough. And so another thing is seeking to read. Read, my In brother. Read, my Lord. sister. <laughs> and it's not just the Bible, you know. And, I'm, and it's not just the Quran. There are books written on some of these things that you need to go deeper. Those are guiding books. Okay. You guide it there. Now you need to go a little further. Now you have a good background. You got a good solid foundation. But if you want to go into business and let's say you want to go into a drink business, right? You can't. Some of us will, will read and be religious all we want. But. You have to go and learn and perfect yourself and have an understanding. And see, in all you're getting, get understanding. See, a lot of us have knowledge. I know to know something don't mean shit. 
Now you see why I ain't no pastor. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter what the hell you know. You know, a lot of us are wise, but do you understand what you are doing? Do you understand to have an understanding? means to put your knowledge into wisdom and your wisdom into action. And that's why I say in all you're getting, get an understanding. And so a lot of us say, oh, I don't like that word because I don't, I don't stand under. Look, you know what we mean. When you get an understanding, when you really come into the comprehension of something, that puts you into the action of doing something about it. And so when you see that thing coming up on your timeline or you see that person and you see that thing edging you at night, you know to do something about it. There are people that you can talk to that are not in your circle. Stop telling all your business to everybody. Everybody don't need to know all your business. Some of us are going to people that we think are friends, and they don't need to hear what you're going through. That's why you have a therapist. That's why you go into prayer. That's why you read so you can understand what you're doing, so you can educate yourself into what your next step is. And so for a lot of us, the solution is take a goddamn break. Take that vacation. You sitting up there with 57 hours, 87 hours, you sitting up there, you done made all this money and you sitting up, you, you, you haven't taken your wife out. You haven't taken your boyfriend out. You haven't taken your husband out. Your kids ain't been to the movies and God knows how long. Your mama ain't seen you. You said you're working and it's like, okay, when I hit this milestone, well, how many milestones are you going to hit? When are you going to celebrate your your wins? When are you going to recognize you made it? That's the journey I talk about you got to enjoy. Sit there and be like, again, just turn 40. And in turning 40, I had to sit here and... E-40. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my no, that's, that's Snoop Dogg. Um, but in turning 40, I had to sit and honestly think of, one, how many of my friends didn't make it? Yeah. Literally had one killed the other year. Last year, actually two last year. So they didn't make this year. So now you got to be thankful for that part. Yeah. Then thankful of, like you said, the wins that you had, mm-hmm. that job that you got that you didn't think you were going to get, the promotion, yeah. the ability to get the apartment or the house that you got. Yeah. These are all wins because this is it's a step up in your life. You were doing something today that you weren't doing yesterday. Right. And, and like you said, I'm getting more to the point where I'm just, because most often people give me compliments. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, one, I do say Thank you. It's by the grace of God. I always get that back to him because I don't want to be arrogant. At the same time, you also have to be like, yes, I am. Thank you very much. Because you have to appreciate where you are because, as they say, remember the days when you prayed for where you are right now? Yeah. So don't be, so do not be, excuse me, do not be arrogant. Have humility. Something else just just that we mentioned. Remembering where we used to be and the arrogance will take you where you're not where you're not gonna get there, man. Like, yeah, used to be don't make no honey, and you had all this million dollars, and you used to think, and you remember when you used to try this. All right, but where are you at now? Yeah. And then other questions, like you always say, what did you do along the way? Who did you help? And this is a, a, a something I was always taught. 
that along the way help people. Because if you don't help people, the same people that you meet when you're going up be the same people you meet when you're going down. Didn't understand mm-hmm. that I got in the situation. I saw it. But if along my way up, I'm always helping people. So when you need something, if I can help, I help. Yeah. So when you're on your way down, you may not have to go from the 100th floor back down to the first floor. You may drop down to the 50th floor because on the 50th floor, somebody you help. Yeah. Oh, I got you, bro. Cool. You know, mm-hmm. like I was hearing the story about this brother's a millionaire right now, a friend of my father. I went had to meet him with him earlier today. He was down in, he, no, he was making it. In the 90s, him and my father were working together on some projects. By like the 2000s, he was balling. And then by like 2010, he was broke. Mm. And he went to go work for a friend of ours in his office and was making like $10 an hour at that point. But he was, he had helped the man on his way up. Yeah. So on his way down, the man said, I can't do what you're doing right there, but I can give you something just to keep you on your feet for now. Yeah. So, it gave him an opportunity to stable himself back out again. Mm. And now he's back up again. So you helping people will keep you up. Humility. Mm. Not always thinking I'm the man. No, I'm not the man. Mm. I am a reflection of God. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm striving to be a reflection of him. Mm. So if I'm striving to be a better person on a, on, a, on a daily basis, then I don't have to worry about what I did. This is what he's allowing me to do. So I mean, just, we just talked. No, but right that's now. that's that's the truth because a lot of us, you know, it's not hard to really make it to the top if you have ambition. If you're absolutely ruthless, you can step on squash. Yeah. But the thing is, first of all, it's who you become on that journey, right? And the other thing is, there's always what I've learned is positions are temporary. Ooh. People are forever. You know, on your way to your journey, what have you done? Can you live? Because a lot of folks are are not sleeping because they can't look at that person in the mirror. I'm looking at the man. (laughs) You know, or you remember that that old old, uh, movie, uh, Never Ending Story? There was a um, well for those of y'all who 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 are not born in the 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> there was old a, people. There was this. Uh, it was uh, about this uh, this kid reading this book. But anyway, there was a warrior that get, got to a point in the book where he has to face this mirror to really see who he is, and it's like this uh, this adventure, right? So there are some warriors who make it past all these different obstacles and avoid death. And this is like the biggest trial to actually face this mirror. And the little guy dwarf thing is explaining. He says some people get to this mirror and they go out of their mind screaming, never being the same again for what that reflection that they see. And a lot of men, especially men, a lot of people, when they look at what they call success, and a lot of times the mirror is not a physical mirror. A lot of times the thing is when they're going to sleep at night or when they have that quiet time or when they're just driving because you're by yourself and you have to reflect on that thing. You can't move from yourself. A lot of, oh, I'm going to move. I'm going to leave and go to Atlanta 
oh, I'm finna go over here. I'm gonna go and get me a wife in another country. And the thing is, you still there. You got the house, you got the business, you got the car, but now it's you. Some people have done some very nefarious things to get the spouse that they want. And the thing about the journey is who you're developing. It's the person that you develop to. It's not about what happens in the journey. It's what happens to you. And so as you reach what you call success, the success thing is not what you obtain. It's who you obtain. And so for those who don't understand how connected we are, you never do anything by yourself. And for those who have used people or who have changed certain aspects of themselves, now they have to face who they really are. And either you go, that's going to make you or break you. Three fingers. Like if, if you got the fight in that, 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 <laughs> you know, you can show up to that fight where it used to be one-on-one, like you were talking right, about. Right, before, right, right. Now you're getting jumped. So you either going to ball up or you're going to turn into Bruce Lee. <laughs> Who did you develop into? Right. You know what I mean? And so if you look back and you see Bruce Lee, you can deal with that. But if you look back and you that dude on World Star balled up on the ground with a uh, twisted T juice on your face, <laughs> you, know, you have to deal with that. And, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those things where we look and go, I remember when. So when, as you're reflecting back on that person or, or those times, the thing is, the you that exists 20 years from now would give anything to be the you right now. Oh, my goodness. What so is- you have to really enjoy the right now. Yeah, it's good to remember when, but you owe it to the you 20 years from now. Like you said the other week, I think you said the fact that you are the you that your childhood wanted or developed or was dreaming of, something like that. But the question is, are you really that person? Oh, man. With your your child, be proud of you today. Yeah. And 20 years from now, would you be proud of today, which would be probably 20 years from now? Yeah. That's all goes into the decisions we're making now. If we're not making the right decisions... If we are not, if we're steady looking in the past, remembering when I used to coulda, shoulda, woulda did. I was a high school football uh, jockey. I did this back then. And you still walk around with four your football, letter. Right. Four touchdowns in a single game. Right, right, right. <laughs> Got your letterman's jacket on from high school or that that uh, that ring from college. And yeah. I used to be this. All right, that's cool. But. What you ate yesterday is not making you. Well, it kind of does. <laughs> well, what you did four years ago is not helping you today. I don't care what type of person you are. You could be a person who won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. But is it paying you today? How is it helping your family today? You have to live in the present. Yeah. And the remembering when. Is cool, but in the remembering when and looking forward to the future, there should always be some balance. There should always be a lot of reality mixed into it, because you don't want to be 
I remember when I was 18, by the time, I knew by the time I was 21 I was going to be a millionaire. Now you're 22 years old and you're struggling to find a job. Now you're upset with everything. But did you put yourself on the trajectory to be able to become a millionaire? Yeah. Did you do what was going to be needed to? And if you're not, don't be upset with yourself because of where you are now. You can be because you ain't do what you're supposed to do. But live in reality. Reality is that it's not always going to be there for everyone. Not everyone can be a chief. We got to have a bunch of Indians. We got to have the janitor sweeping the floor. Yeah. We got to have the farmer out there making the food for us. Yeah. We got to have everybody in every position. Find out what's going to work best for you. And once you live in the reality of you, or really, once you live in the what God created you to be, That's true. then you become happy. That's it. Then your life is fulfilled. As you said earlier, we are too often living under the pressure and the guise of what someone else says. So once we get up out of that, we'll start changing our life. And we're going to go ahead and start and just close this out because this is this is a very hey, heavy conversation right here. Just take it's a just, sip of that. <laughs> you're not taking this is that brown liquor. I'm telling you, this, this straight. That, you just drink this and sit back and I'm be like, telling you. man, you gotta think about this for a I'm second. I'm telling you, this this grow your hair on your chest. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. And but it, it's all in fun. It's all in love because. Are we doing these conversations with each other on a regular basis? And that becomes a thing. Yeah. Like, we t- I keep saying these three fingers because we point to other things. But the three that's pointing back to us, are we dealing with, are we getting that real understanding of things? That's and if right. we're not, then you're living in the false reality. So, right. Tim, close this out, my brother. Man, look, I appreciate y'all coming out with us. This is a very enjoyable one. Y'all go ahead and and, and and write, comment, and subscribe. We are streaming on everything. And if you know something, tell somebody. Tell somebody. Tell <laughs> this is somebody. Tim Hargrove, Brother Dark Shining Light. This is Brother Yusuf, the groove in your left <laughs> thigh. I'm becoming the funk in your right, baby. So... Let us enjoy the evening. Thank y'all for tuning in to another Cocktails and Conversation. I swear we're going to do another one of these days. I'm not going to lie to you. We're not. We're probably going to do something like this. And it's not on purpose. It's just that the spirit moves you how the spirit moves you. So love y'all. Be easy. Call it y'all later. Peace. Take a sip on me. (laughs) Y'all.